This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050, the voice of Toronto sports. And a swing and a fly ball out to left, down the line. Granderson on the warning track, and where is it? Where is it? It's gone. It disappears over the wall, and Josh Harrison wins it, breaking up the no-hitter with a game-winning home run in the 10th. What a way to win a fantastic ballgame. Oh, poor Rich Hill on the road in Pittsburgh, takes a no-no into extra innings. And it ends not with a bloop single, not the little, uh, someone's error, a home run. You literally saw the dream, your dream of a no-hitter, sail out of the stadium. Welcome back to Toronto Today here on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Andy McNamara. I'll be with you till 1 o'clock. You can get us on Twitter at TSN1050Radio, at AndyMC81. So yeah, Rich Hill. Oh, like, first time in, in history that's happened. What is it, Joe? It's if, if, if guy's taking a, a no-hitter into, or a perfect game into extra innings, and then... No, perfect game going into the ninth, into to the ninth, lose it, to but lose a no-hitter going into the 10th, oh, lose it as well. How heartbreaking He lost a perfect game on an error, too, by his third baseman. Isn't that wretched? Poor Rich. Like, what, what more do you want? Takes into extra innings. So Rich Hill, he spoke after the game. He says, you know what? Despite it being unlucky, it falls on me. One bad pitch. Maybe around the seventh. I think after the seventh inning, you know, realized that, uh, you know, we, we had a good chance of having something happen. And, uh, you know, falls on me on this one. One bad pitch. Ran back over and, you know, tipped my hat. That's rough. That is rough for Rich Hill. But the Dodgers are, they're going to be okay. 89 and 36. The poor Pittsburgh Pirates at home at 61 and 66 season. They win at one nothing. Rich Hill takes the loss. Oh, that's rough. Even though Rich Hill took the loss, didn't Dave Roberts win last night? Because the Dodgers haven't had to play for anything in the last three months. Hmm. But for you, for him to send his pitcher out there to go make history, yeah, gives he, him something to talk about. A it little gives, purpose. Because like they've been probably coasting for the last little while, they've had ah, no. That's dr- interesting. They've had drama with injuries and stuff, but like in-game drama, they haven't had anything like this since right. probably April. And so. someone pushing them, so you had yeah maybe the competitive juices get winning, back up. Winning the room going into into October, it's a good play by Dave Roberts because he took Rich Hill out of a perfect game like six weeks ago in the right. seventh inning. Well, now they just have to ride that emotion for another uh, month. Tell you, man, Dodgers gonna they're gonna go on a Warriors like run in the playoffs. Really, you're calling your shots, Chris? Absolutely. No one can no one can take them. Washington doesn't have the bullpen. No. Chicago Cubs too inconsistent this year. The Dodgers. Poor Rich Hill. Or they're due. Who the Cubs? No, the Dodgers. You ever? I always feel like when a team is streaking going into the playoffs, and they've been streaking for about four months. So have I know it's a different scenario. But, but you can peak too early, and it it would be insane to see that happen. But I always say, you see a team going to the playoffs if they lose a couple before. I'm like, that's good. Get it out of their system. Start fresh, because sometimes, like you said, yeah, you peak too early, and don't forget, like, I mean, once Kershaw, I don't know, is Kershaw back? I believe he is. Right? He's coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So his playoff record is not outstanding, and he's had yeah. some struggles. He's pitched well, but he just hasn't been able to win. And, I mean, you, Darvish, we'll see what he's like for them in the playoffs, but 
It'll be it'd be interesting if they show up and they peaked a little early. But that Kershaw, Kershaw, Alex Wood, and Darvish all well, on the DL and they're still yeah. Running. Woods on the DL. So when they get back, just saying. Alex Wood's had a great season. The velocity's been dropping though, so they got to hope he can come back from that. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun playoffs. Uh, one that the Blue Jays will not be a part of, even though they won yesterday at Tampa Bay, seven six winners. Ryan Tapera gets the W. For Tampa Bay, another horrendously low crowd. Terrible, terrible crowd. And it's the series and season finale between the Jays and the Rays this afternoon where the Blue Jays trot out. Kids come down to the ballpark. Tom Kohler, 1-5 on the year with a cool 7.92 ERA. That'll pack the stands in Tropicana Field. Tom Kohler. If you go to ESPN.com and you look at Tom Kohler's pitcher, you type in his name and it comes up with his stats. It looks like he's surprised that he's starting. Like some, hey Tom, you're back in the majors. Like, what? Me? He's back. Tom Kohler. Nice depth addition, I guess, for the Jays. Whatever. He had 11 wins in 2015. His best season record-wise, well, yeah, 11 wins total. That's the most he's had. He was 510 and 10 in 2014. With a career ERA of 4.43. Whew. Does it sound like Tropicana Field? Is that just just bugs? <laughs> Is that mosquitoes? Pretty much. I thought, it was a, I thought it was a drum roll. I was waiting for the cymbal clang. See, it's because there's actually, there's not even a breeze in Tropicana it's Field. Just, don't, they have the, don't they have the dome? Just stale yeah, this air. Is, this is air conditioning. Oh. <laughs> And Tom Kohler for the Jays. Yeah, send the message to your fan base. Hey, guys, yeah, we're, we're, we're still interested in contending. Here's Tom Kohler with an 8 ERA. Terrific. Don't forget Chris Mojo Raleigh. Wow. Well, the Jays, uh, they really, that's, I guess the series at Wrigley's Field really wrapped up the year for them, I guess. Right, guys? Like, it's, like that was, you were teetering. You're still kind of in it, even though you had all those teams to jump. And then you lose to the Cubs. And after all this with Tampa Bay, you're still five games out. Like, it's it's too much. If you win tonight over Tampa Bay, uh, they're four back, so you tie them. Orioles, three and a half. Rangers, two, one. And then still have to one, two, three, four, five, six. So still seven teams. Like they're technically still in the conversation, but I don't. Is anyone buying it? Do either of you guys think they're making a, a wild card push? Like the Blue Jays? Yeah. No. I, I, were... I just I can't even trick myself to think that it's 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 likely because they haven't gone on a good run all year. Well, they were three games back the last time me and you like we did a show together before they went it started in Chicago. Yeah, they were playing six hundred and fifty-two baseball. Yep. They were fourteen, fifteen, and eight. Everything was working for them. And then they blew a gasket against the Cubs. Because they were right on the cut. That was the series. And that has been the defining factor for this Blue Jays team. That is what defines this team. That it seems like when they get close, they implode and they're unable to make that push. They were three games back. Mm -hmm. And at some point, two and a half games back with six teams ahead of them that weren't playing good baseball. Think about this. For the Jays to get back to 500, they have to win six in a row. Okay, so even though they're five games back... Minnesota has the last wild card spot right now at 65 and 61 with the Royals and Angels a half game back of that. Jays have to go on a six game winning streak to get back to 500 and then go on another winning streak. 
That's the problem. They haven't done it. Five and five in their last ten. And now you get Tom Kohler tonight. Can you tell how I'm excited, how excited I am about that? Man. So Kohler goes tonight for the Jays. We'll see what happens. It's now, to me, it's, it's not really about a game-by-game basis with Toronto. It's more big picture. Look to next year. Like Again, they'd have to go on a nice run to, to really stir anything up as far as possible for the, for the playoffs. Just a disappointing year. Uh, still to come the show at 1230. We'll talk about Mayweather McGregor at 1230 with ESPN's Brett Okamoto. And in uh, a few seconds, we're going to have Mikey Singer, coordinator and organizer for the Fantasy Sports Show, on the line. That goes this weekend. You can still vote on our Twitter polls at AndyMC81 and at TSN1050Radio. We got three of them. Which belt would you rather have? The new Mayweather versus McGregor money belt or the classic million-dollar man Ted DiBiase belt from the 80s in WWF? That one I tweeted at AndyMC81. The other poll, which Leafs secondary scorer... Outside of Matthews and Marner, we'll have the biggest season for the Leafs. Nylander, JVR, Marlowe, or Kadri? William Nylander leading the way at 73% so far. Kadri in second at 13%. And our final poll at TSN 1050 Radio at AndyMC81 is which NFL team that missed the playoffs last season will make it this year? Will make the playoffs after missing it last year? Happens every year. Every year. One or two teams... That we're out, jump back in. So who's it going to be? The Titans, the Panthers, the Broncos, or the Cardinals? Carolina Panthers up so far at 43%. Titans in second at 22%. All right, let's welcome on the line now the organizer, the head of Honcho, the, the mastermind behind the fantasy sports show that goes this weekend starting tomorrow, August 25th to 27th, down at the International Center in Mississauga. It is Mikey Singer. Mikey, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. We're just in the middle of uh, move-in right now. Everything's moving along swimmingly. Really excited for the show to start. Oh, that's right. So I'm glad we got you on today because you, I'm sure you're going to be a madman running around that place uh, for the next three days. Oh, well, I've locked myself in a car right now so no one can bog me while we're on the phone. <laughs> Beautiful. So, for, yeah, for the next few minutes, uh, you, you, can, you can focus. Uh, so, Mikey, let's, let's go through. And people, I welcome people to check out thefantasysportshow.com because it's not just... Fantasy experts um, who are going to be giving advice in seminars, which is going to be a great part of it and a big part of it. And some big names, the fantasy footballers. But you have uh, hockey guys, baseball guys. I'm going to be doing an NFL and CFL one two seminars at 12:30 and I think 4:30 on Saturday. Uh, but it's 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 more than that, Mikey. Right? Like you have uh, beer gardens, virtual reality, uh, video game area, collectibles. Like outside of the actual seminars, what are you most looking forward to? For me, I'm most excited for the interactive sports area. So Mm. yesterday I ran a little bit of the combine, and I am ready to put my scores up against some of my best friends and see how they do. Uh, And uh, and really what I can't wait to see is how athletic I am in comparison to them. So that's like the NFL combine drills. You got it. So you can see how you do in comparison to, say, a John Ross. I mean, <laughs> I think I, I, Were you I close? think John. What did he run it in? A four twenty-two. Yeah. I think I did it yesterday in about a twelve, 12 something. <laughs> you have <laughs> some work to do. Off. You have yeah. some work to do. That's <laughs> it. But a couple squats, and I think I'm there. Nice. So, <laughs> so there's that, and there's also. Uh, listen, you want to meet you know, some of your sports heroes? There's Johnny Bauer, Mike Palmatier, Mike Bossy, uh, Darcy Tucker, right? 
Yeah, that's it. We've got a collectibles corner where those guys are coming in, and then you can get your autograph with them, take a picture with them from Kojo uh, Sports and Collectibles. So it's really great. There's a lot of different aspects to the show, and like you're hitting on now, we've got 10 different feature areas, and one of them happens to just be collectibles. Yeah, and so so you get to do that, but there's also the tailgate experience. There's going to be barbecue food. There's, a, as I said, the beer garden. All that. So the, the food, uh, I'm sure, is going to be be great. The, the Bleachers Gastro Pub on the site. There's a, a picture of a, a gentleman with with a beer. So there's some refreshments for uh, for the adults, but it's also a, a place you can bring the family, right? Well, that's it. And you know what? Uh, it, it's great for family. We're, we're free to children under 12. Parking's free, so it's really inexpensive to come on down here. Like we said, there's tons of stuff for kids to do, um, especially when it comes to the interactive elements that we've got at the show. We've even got a Madden 18 competition going on from Ontario Sports League that's coming on in and showing people how to play, and you can run the gauntlet. And then you mentioned the, the, the food element, and one thing I'd like to say about the tailgate experience is we've got three amazing chefs coming in and teaching people how to make their Sunday fun day the Ooh. best possible. Really? So you can have some, like some, some good football food lessons? Oh, yeah. We've got huh. Chef Ivana Rossa coming in from Rossa Cafe. We've got Trevor Louie from Camp High Snack Bar and the BB Keg, which is actually a barbecue that is made out of a keg, and it's a smoker and a propane barbecue. Oh, nice. And, and it sits in the back of a truck. It's awesome. In conversation with Mikey Singer, coordinator, organizer of the Fantasy Sports Show down at the International Center. Starts tomorrow, August 25th to the 27th. You can visit online at thefantasysportshow.com. Also got my eye on the ProLine Ultimate Sports Den, Mikey. What's that about? So ProLine is uh, the sponsor of our Ultimate Sports Den, and that area is really all about how you consume your sporting engagement. So what they're doing is they're setting up the coolest den possible where people can win different prizes and activate within ProLine. You have hmm. to be 18 plus to win, but it's going to be a great time. Interesting. So there, there is tons to do. Yeah. So there, there's the advice part, of course. There's a, the gentleman's GM uh, as well for the distinguished gentleman. Uh, so grooming and fashion tips. Is that? You got it. You know what? When you're going into your draft, you want to look your best. So that's an intimidation <laughs> factor. Because oh. if you go in and you're all, all right. cleaned up and everyone's all disheveled, they know that you're prepared, you're ready to draft, and now they're thinking about how much time has this guy spent. Right. So, so you're in the, the mental, the mind games, the, 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 oh. the Belichickian mind games going into your, your draft. I mean, and you take a look at what that guy's done since 2003. So, I mean, I'm taking a page out of his book. Except not the fashion stuff, the, the cutoff not, hoodie. It's that's got- it. I'm going the reverse. <laughs> I'm going to be the most stylish guy at, uh, that's right. at the draft. That's right. That, that's going to be a, a lot of fun. So, there's, uh, yeah, people can check it out, thefantasysportshow.com. And then, you know, you're going to have DraftKings there and, and all that. Uh, but, Mikey, too, for people to come in who, um, Really want to, to learn from the experts, get to, uh, get to pick the brains of draft strategy. Because let's face it, everyone who's been in, a, and let's take this time of year, fantasy football draft. Everyone who's been in one, maybe you come in with your strategy. The guy you want goes early. It goes out the window. Your stra- and then you panic, right? Especially if you're in an auction and, and you, you, you panic. So there's a chance to actually get advice and hear what the experts have to say to, to maybe help, help quell those nerves, right? Yeah, and you can even go one step further and take yourself. We have a rent an experts area where you can sit down for half an hour with a rent an expert for $40, and they'll talk to you about your plan. So you can come up with a couple different game plans. Oh. So when that engagement does happen and someone does get picked off the board you were planning around, you already have three other backup plans. Nice. 
That's important. That might be. You know what? That's a good investment because you invest forty bucks. Maybe you win your pool. You win a few hundred, right? That's it. And not only that, imagine you're in a dynasty pool. Now Ooh. you could. Some of the mistakes that you make can affect you for three, four years down the road. Boy. So the key is. The key is for the dynasty pools, you've got to have a plan well in advance. So one of these guys can help you look at your roster and say, you know what, maybe it's time for a change. Maybe it's time for a rebuild and help save you a lot of heartache later on in the season. Man. And last one here, uh, Mikey, I also see on uh, com the Midway. So there's shopping and, and games outside of the collectibles area. Is that right? Yeah, well, inside the Midway, what you've got is all our fantasy experts and all our fantasy podcasts all into one area. We want to make it so that people can find all the information they need. And you hit the nail on the head when you talked about the fantasy footballers, her fantasy football, yourself, some great fantasy minds all in one little area so that you don't have to go around all over the Internet finding everyone's different advice. You can collect them all together and compare notes. That's right there, yeah. Bring your notebook, bring your computer, take notes, folks. Help you win your draft. Mikey, can't wait to see you down there on Saturday, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to be exhausted, but enjoy the next three days. Thanks so much, and we're looking forward to seeing you down here. All right, that is Mikey Singer, coordinator, organizer of the Fantasy Sports Show, August 25th to the 27th at the International Center. Tickets for adults, only 12 bucks. You're under 12 years old, you can bring the family free. As we just went over, tons to do. If you're down there on the Saturday, I'll be giving us uh, CFL and NFL Fantasy seminar, fantasy tips, uh, 12.30 and 4.30. So if you're down there, feel free to pop by, say hello. going to be tons of fun. This is, and in between, I'll have some time in between. I'm going to test myself with the combine. I will, I will likely pull a hamstring. I will likely get, get pulled. Joe Narciss, you're coming down with me, Joe. Are you going to do the combine? You're going to test yourself with the high jump? Well, sprint, sprint are we going to run against each other in the 40s? I'm I not a good, I'm 5'5", five, five, man. I couldn't do a high jump. My life depended on it. Oh, do you just want to race? I'm pretty sure I would win. Are you wearing your dad's sandals during this race? Ooh, no, you know, I think I'm going to go... I might go Rich Eyes and might go Loafers. Former Gophers. <laughs> I, might go, I might go a little classy. I don't think I'll wear my, my dad's sandals and khaki shorts. I think I'll beat you in anything that it has to do with strength. That if it, if there's a bench press, which I don't know if they'd have, because if that fell on someone, it's probably a lawsuit. Well, we'll just find a very heavy table with a lot of expensive <laughs> technology, and we'll just lift that. That's true. I'm more spry, more 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 nimble. You're more the power guy. You know, what? you're you're like the Jim the Anvil Neidhart to my Brett the Hitman Hart. You're the power. I'd love guy. to see the both of you do the vertical. <laughs> That's not fair. I'm five five. My vertical's horrendous. I'm. <laughs> Uh, Joe, your no short your vertical is shorter than the shortest guy in the NFL. You just Thank get you. you just get escorted out. But I paid for this. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> just get kicked out. I think that'll be that'll be tons of fun. But I, I don't, I'm not sure if I told you guys this story. Like I always get hurt whenever I do any sort of physical activity because I go too hard. So like I played men's slow pitch years ago. And I was with a bunch of old guys who, if they didn't hit a home run, they just wouldn't move. They just would walk back to the bench. In that season, I pulled my hamstring and threw out my shoulder when they moved me to catcher, trying to throw a guy out. And then the next year, I was playing MLB The Show for PlayStation. And I played it for four hours straight. I got off the couch too fast, and I pulled my hamstring. I needed physio, guys. That's my level. That's how, that's how hard I go. I need physio to repair a, 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 a hurt hamstring from playing video games from too long. Is that not sad?
Do you feel sorry for me? I thought that story was bad enough when you started at men's slow pitch. Yep. But the fact that you hurt yourself getting off your couch. Playing, in fairness, MLB The Show, um, my own creative character. So I was playing as myself. That is terrible. Did your player also get hurt, like, jogging to first in the video game? You know, it's, uh, I could not get... I tried playing for the... Like, making the Blue Jays. Like, it's the story, the career storyline in that game. And I could never get out of double A. <laughs> it makes sense. You're injury prone. <laughs> but it's like... I was playing these, these little ballparks. And, and I would keep... And I would just never make it even to triple A. It's very realistic. Anyway, you can play video games. You can test yourself physically. Tons of fantasy advice. Uh, collectibles too. Hey, yeah, you want to meet some some stars? Michael, we didn't even mention Michael Bisping. If you're an MMA fan, UFC middleweight champ, going to face George St. Pierre. He's going to be there. You get to meet Michael Bisping as well. Uh, August 25th to the 27th at the International Center, so it all starts up tomorrow. Still to come on the show, Brett Okamoto of ESPN, boxing and MMA analyst. Go over Mayweather McGregor. It's here and Tomorrow, we're going to go over the prop bets on the show on Tron today. And I, I want to go over and look into these because there's, of course, okay, how many rounds? Who wins? Who loses? By what method? But Vegas always comes up with these crazy prop bets. They always do for, for one way or another. So we're going to get into the prop bets tomorrow and give our picks there. Does anybody out there think that this is actually going to be a good fight? Like, people are excited about it because of all the hype, but it is all sizzle, and I think zero stake. Like, okay, McGregor obviously has a chance with the big punch, but Mayweather's made a career out of just playing conservative defense. If he didn't have the hype and the the showmanship, Mayweather is a boring boxer to watch. He's efficient. He's an all-timer record-wise, obviously. But entertainment-wise... Like, I can't remember being entertained from an actual fight with Mayweather. He's all defense. So I think he's going to cover up, let McGregor wear himself out, and then jab him to death. He's not strong enough to knock him out, I don't think. It's either going to be exhaustion or stoppage, maybe due to bleeding, just from jabbing him. So I think it'll go a while. Like, it's not going to be a one-round knockout, I don't think. What do you guys think, Joe? I disagree that it's going to go long. I think really? Mayweather will knock him out. I don't think he's got the power to knock him out. Here's the thing. It'll you, only be if he's tired. But you don't think he has the power to knock him out, but he's also a boxer who's been punching things since he was three years old. But McGregor is taller and heavier. But uh, you got to understand, the type of fights that McGregor has, yes, there's punching, yes, there's hitting, but there's also a lot of wrestling. There's also a different type of physical exertion that he goes through. Yeah. He also is used to fighting shorter shorter matches. But longer rounds. I understand that, but the difference is that he's only been really training to fight a boxing match right. for about, what, four months? Which is why it, it's not really a fair fight, and I don't blame Mayweather. It's his promotion. Why would, you, why would he put himself in a position to lose? But it'd be way more exciting if they did kind of a middle ground. But I think this is going to be the one time where you see Floyd Mayweather on the attack because... You are putting somebody in enemy territory, and he's never been there. He doesn't know what it's like to fight against someone with quick feet who understands how to use the ring to his advantage and also 
can punch better than anybody he's fought because this is what he's done for 37 yeah. years. That's his life. Yeah, so I think, I think it's going to be probably four rounds just hmm. to make sure people get their money's worth. So you think he's going to So you think Mayweather is going to have control of this the whole time and pretty much end it when he wants. Absolutely. I really? think it, I think it'll look like in The Simpsons with Dredrick Tatum <laughs> dancing around and Homer. Just just because talking to Charlie Sheen yeah, in the crowd. It sounds crazy, but it's just his it's his realm and it has been for so long that I don't think he'll let McGregor into that fight because unless cuz boxing is so shady that they do something or there's some DQ to pump another fight well, Hoagie, to promote a rematch. Hoagie was saying um, during the Scott MacArthur show yesterday or the day before, he asked the question, do you think Floyd Mayweather would throw this fight essentially to make sure that there's a rematch to make him more money? Because I asked him how crazy it is that Floyd Mayweather can go 50-0 and and beat Rocky Marciano's record on a fake fight. That's not a real fight. It's right. sanctioned. But there, there would have to be an a, an asterisk. So, do you think, like you're saying, you think there's a possibility that Mayweather, the businessman, takes over for Mayweather, the boxing purist, and says, you know what, I'll be 49 and one, so that I can have a way bigger fight for a rematch. I don't. I think that 50 and 0 is more important to him. I think that 50 and 0, it's that round number. He would beat Marciano's record. Um, asterisks or not, like uh, for for Mayweather, really, I would want him to see even if it, if it's against somebody not too noteworthy, another fight to get to fifty one and zero, to be able to really say, okay, it was against a boxer, you know. So we'll talk more about uh, McGregor Mayweather coming up next. Brett Okamoto of ESPN joins us. A lot more coming up on Toronto today. When it's all said and done, you know what? I'm going to feel a little bit sad because you should have all kept your mouth shut. You should have left me over on that other game that I'm from, that more ruthless game where we bounce heads off the canvas and drill them into the floor. You should have left me where I was because this man is not on my level. He's not even a quarter of the man I am. Oh, Conor McGregor talking trash. Floyd Mayweather. Money Mayweather ahead of the super fight this Saturday. Mayweather, McGregor, months of posturing and chirping and promos and press conferences come to a head. Welcome back to Toronto Today here on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca and on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Andy McNamara with you until 1 o'clock. You can get us on Twitter at tsn1050radio at andymc81. Let's bring in ESPN MMA analyst Brett Okamoto to talk about the super fight. Brett, how are you? I'm doing Man, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. So we heard Conor McGregor there and all the press conferences. Like, it, there's the sizzle is off the charts. What do you think the stake is going to be like come Saturday? What do I think? I'm sorry, the what is going to be? Oh, the, <laughs> I said there's all the sizzle, but what do you think the stake is going to be like? What, what's the. What, <laughs> oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the weird thing about this fight is that it, it was. You know, you could argue it was always more about the sizzle than the actual stake. You know, it was, it was about to put these two together because what they represent in each of their sports happened to be, you know, not, not obviously very accomplished, but very famous as well. And, you know, that produces dollars. This was always a money fight. And that if the fight happens to be good at the end of it, well, then that's, that's a bonus in the eyes of a lot of people. Uh, I mean, I think the, the sizzle has been ever since, since the fight was announced. I got to be honest, being here in, in Vegas during fight week, 
it's been a little calm. It's been a little more subdued than I thought it would be. Oh. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think both guys are just mentally preparing now for the actual fight itself, which is just in a couple of days. What do you think, we were talking about before the break here, Brett, what do you think is more important to Mayweather? That 50-0 and record or having this go to a rematch to make a, another big payday one way or another, whether that's a, a DQ or some odd finish or, or whatever? I think the 50-0, you know, mm. 1,000%. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know that, that, and I can understand, that's, that's an easy um, conspiracy theory to spin, you know, that uh, Floyd could go in there and find a way to fight, and, uh, you know, we we do it again. But, oh, man, I mean, everything that he has done in that sport, I, yeah. I, I think that he was kind of tired for the reason he came back, because, you know, of the, the money that was available for this fight and the fact that he knew that he could beat Conor McGregor, um, but he, he's not going to throw away a lifetime of work to get another paycheck, uh, you know, next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's my thinking as well. Uh, but if he beats McGregor in that likelihood, does that – there has to be an asterisk behind that to, to be being Rocky Marciano's all-time record, right? Like, doesn't there have to be – like, I would almost want him to fight a, a lesser-known actual boxer to go to 51-0 to really – promote that is it, is it fair to give him the record even though it is a sanctioned boxing match i i mean i, I think you kind of have to mm-hmm. I, I can understand again the uh, the argument of you know this is a cheap way to get to 50 and 0 but you know i mean if, you, if we start nitpicking through boxing records yeah. <laughs> you know how boxing <laughs> records are right? we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll open a whole can of worms right. we'll get into skeletons and closets of guys that i mean what you you can start really going through and and find and figuring out you know how legitimate were these matchups earlier yeah. in their careers as well. So I mean, we do that all today with all kinds of different records. I think if Floyd wins this, he's fifty and zero. You know, he, he um, that that's it. The fifty and zero, no asterisk, no asterisk needed. In conversation with Brett Okamoto, MMA analyst for ESPN at uh, on Twitter at uh, Bokamoto ESPN. So for for Conor McGregor here, Brett, has he already won? Like, his, does he win either way? They're announcing he's going to come out with a men's clothing line in spring 2018. He's making more money than he ever has before, and all this worldwide attention. Does he win either way? Yeah, yeah I mean, he's he's definitely won either way. There's no, there's never been a mixed martial artist to talk their way into a boxing match <laughs> against you know the number one boxer of his generation, and but the UFC agreed to it. And uh, and then and then he you know reap all the financial rewards. So he already has one, but uh, you know he's he's very keen on what's going to happen on tonight. If he then gets embarrassed, um, you know then 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 it will bother him. You know, mm-hmm. he's not going in there just thinking like, oh, I've already. I mean, that's not the way he's thinking. That's no, is the best way to put it. He's not thinking that way. Every I sense I've been out of watching from far is very simple. He wants to win. He believes cancer. Right. Do, do you like the money belt, Brett? Uh, I, we just saw that uh, this morning came out yesterday. The bit, thousands of gold, uh, diamonds and gold and all that made just for for this fight, the money belt. Are you a fan? Uh, <laughs> no, you win something. You get to raise it up. <laughs> I probably would go with else. You know who is hilarious about that? I was talking to Sean in the past. He made the to the press conference, you know, when the PC that was holding that fellow that talked about the diamonds and the emeralds, the sapphire, the alligators, the ported silly. So he's talking about this belt. Let's talk about it. And he 
Oh, I think we lost we lost Brett there. Uh, Brett, no, that that's great. From Vegas, thank you very much for taking the time there. Brett Okamoto, ESPN analyst. Uh, at the end, they're talking about the money bell. Sometimes tough connections down in Vegas for some reason. Uh, but yeah, so he said he said it's it's surprisingly quiet during fight week down there. I think the week before Mayweather said, "Oh, he's going to be hosting parties and partying all week. There's no problem." When it comes down to it, to Brett's point, there's all the talk, there's the hype, there's the chirping, but these two guys want to win. At the end of the day, they're both competitors. When they walk into the ring, yeah, like Conor McGregor is going to be like, whoop, happy to be here, and take a beating. He thinks and he wants to win. And that's why this fight has a chance to at least be entertaining effort-wise. But we'll have to see, like, is McGregor going to come out guns blazing and, and Mayweather play the old Ali rope-a-dope? Or is he going to be cautious? Because there's a chance if he's trying to be too cautious and pick his spot, you don't want to try to outbox Floyd Mayweather. And if you're too cautious and too conservative, that's what it comes into. And then he, then it's just target practice for him, right? Because no matter what, like Brett said, no matter what, you're facing a guy who's done this his whole life. He's put his life into this 49-0 and record. So you're not going to outbox Floyd Mayweather. You're not going to be as technically sound no matter how hard you train over the last few months. Not going to happen. So for Conor McGregor, it's, I almost think you have to, you don't go in reckless with your hands down, but you almost have to try to finish this off in the first couple rounds. Like, I don't really think there's, there's any other way. Producer Joe Narsa, Joe, what do you think about about that uh, McGregor having to finish it off in the first couple rounds? I, I don't think there's any other way if he lets it go long. The longer this goes, the better it is for Mayweather because it's just going to be target practice. He can just pinpoint and pick away. So McGregor, like, don't come in with your hands down all, all sloppy, but he's going to have to try to lay a beating early. Any analysts that have been kind of positive on McGregor have been saying that he has a fighter's chance and a boxer's chance. Yeah, you got the puncher's chance. Yeah, exactly. He's got a big punch. And you're going to have to do that early on. You're right. Because we were saying before, Floyd Mayweather is built for this. He's built to go 12 rounds. He's, He's done built, his whole life. Exactly. And the only thing that gets to Floyd Mayweather, and we've seen it in a few fights, is the faster you can get to him, and the more you can land on him early, the better chance you have. Because as the fight goes on, he can last way longer than anybody else. And he's proven that. Oh, the, the conditioning is next level. And it's different conditioning from, from any other sport when so, it comes to boxing. And for McGregor, I think it's his conditioning that matters as well. Because his punching power is going to go down as he starts to get tired. Yep. So it's a big risk. But I don't think anybody would... I think we would respect the fight more if we actually saw McGregor try and go full tilt as quickly as he can to get into Floyd Mayweather's kitchen. My my fear is yeah, he's going to try to he's going to try to become a traditional boxer and that's where he will lose. Exactly. If you try to go and you're and you're trying to cover up and you you're trying to do everything technically sound, you can't beat Mayweather. He's done it his whole life. This is Rocky versus Apollo Creed. You got to oh, go out there and you pound. have to punch and you have to get into his grill because Floyd Mayweather knows what he's doing. Conor mm. McGregor is trying his best to compete. And that's what I feel like the fight's going to be. It's going to be that's why I don't think it'll go long because mm. one missed opportunity, one exposed chin 
And there you go. Go and, go watch McGregor's last fight with Nick Diaz. It I was most it was mostly a boxing match with some leg kicks. Yeah. McGregor was gassing out in the third round. Wow. So that's what, 10, 10 to fifteen minutes in? But which would be about four or five rounds. But right? then again, he's been Two training now. He's been training well, now. Well, he didn't train for the Nick Diaz fight? Well, not the same way as a boxing match. It's probably harder to right? train for a UFC fight. I, I think it depends on what the strategy is going in. Because, again, you're not, you don't have the long round-wise. Now, they're longer minute-wise rounds, right? But now he's targeted directly for, for boxing. Now he's directly for cardio. But, again, even in a few months, you, you cannot compare how he is able to train with Mayweather, who has done it his entire life. Not just adult life, like as a kid. That's all he's done is box. I was hoping you were going to say, Joe, Rocky versus like Thunderlips. No. From Rocky 3. Well, that's, that's basically what this fight is, except that one <laughs> ended up becoming a real fight once Rocky got to the body. And then Thunderlips, Hulk Hogan, he throwing, went him down. The, throwing him out of the ring. But they took a picture after, so ultimately <laughs> everybody won. <laughs> but it, so in this one, what is your best case scenario? What is the best like case scenario? Wise? Yeah, like for you, you watch McGregor Mayweather, and this is what you get to tell people about it. What is the best case scenario for this fight for you as a fan? Best case scenario is McGregor catches him and knocks him out because it will shock the world. It would shock the entire world. So that would be best case. Realistic case, I think it goes, let's say, three rounds. And McGregor, he's going out, maybe knocks Mayweather down, like May, get, gets in on him, and then Mayweather at the end out, out uh, finesses him or out techniques him and maybe catches him, yeah, under the... Even though I don't think he has the power to knock him out if you're gassed, you can still, you can still knock a guy out based on a, a exhaustion in part. So th- I, I think from a realistic standpoint, it would be, let's say, three, four rounds, McGregor lays into him, Floyd takes a beating but comes back and knocks him out in the end. And then he, he can't get up from, from exhaustion. And you have an entertaining fight. Worst case, and what I fear, is Mayweather does what Mayweather does. And he just sits there and is defensive. And the fight is a complete bore. Like with Manny Pacquiao. That fight was horrible. It's a horrible fight. And I know Pacquiao had his injured shoulder or whatever. But. Anyway, we'll take the break. Come back to wrap up the show with our uh, Maple Leaf and NFL Twitter polls. And uh, also talk a little bit about the Jays game this afternoon. A lot more coming up on Toronto Today. Back to wrap up Toronto today here on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Andy McNamara. You can follow us on Twitter at TSN1050Radio. Myself at AndyMC81. If you need your CFL fix, folks, you got CFL Weekly. Went to air last night. It is up on iTunes and on the tsn1050.ca show page under CFL Weekly, or you can go to my Twitter at AndyMC81. The link is pinned there this week. Chatted with the newest Edmonton Eskimo, John Chick, being traded from the Hamilton Ticats, so from worst to first. And I, the conversation was interesting. It was in behind the helmet, where we get to know the player a little bit better. But it wasn't just the typical, um, oh, yeah, no, I thank all my teammates. He was certainly gracious, but he, he, he said he was essentially relieved. He's like, yeah, it's great to go to a winner. So a little, little bit of a different, a different take than your, your cliched sports answer. TSN.ca, Scott Cullen joined me as well. And Jamie Thomas from uh, TSN 1150 to swing around the NFL or CFL power rankings and some CFL fantasy tips also. Uh, I'm just seeing 
on Twitter here, what's trending, it says hashtag National Waffle Day. I didn't realize it was it was Waffle Day. You guys waffle fans? Grizzly, you're a waffle guy, aren't you? Waffles, you, crepes, French toast. I love it all. Or are you a pancakes? Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Really? More adaptable. More adaptable. Like we'll you can more pick stuff it, on it. And you can pick it up, I guess it's harder. Yeah. Right? You can walk around with a waffle. You throw them on the ice. Could. Not anymore. Not anymore, baby. Lego my ego. Joe, you're a waffle or pancake guy. It's National Waffle Day. Apparently. Waffles, because they have those tiny little syrup boxes oh. that make sure the syrup doesn't pour off. Doesn't go off the edge. Right, and it is a very good place to put your fried chicken, because chicken and waffles, delicious. my God, is delicious. You both are monsters. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's why I told you I won't beat you in any speed matches, but <laughs> all power. The, this, this segment should be brought to you by um, managing heart disease. Chicken on waffles. I've never had that, and I, uh, I don't intend to. Oh, I'm more, dude. I'm more yeah. of a pancake guy. I like making pancakes for the kids Sunday mornings. Fry them up. Daddy's special pancakes. And then what do you hurt while you're making pancakes? Do you like pull <laughs> your, okay, your tennis elbow? elbow? Yeah. <laughs> With the flip. Ah! Oh, daddy's shoulders gone. Tendinitis. <laughs> Probably gets arthritis from mixing the, uh, oh. the batter. Need one of those like those, uh, those uh, wrist braces that go over the thumb. There you go, folks. National uh, Waffle Day. Did not know that. Also trending on Twitter right now is LeBron James. Oh, I saw that. Because he I has should have been... with that other than waffles. He's... <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Waffles. Everyone likes a good waffle. It's Toronto. Waffles were a big story they in the were. city for a couple months. They were. But LeBron has been tweeting about the burning jerseys issue, and he yeah. was he's basically he was saying burning jerseys is getting ridiculous now. He goes, the men, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, got traded. What don't you understand? He played for you after his sister passed away, and Gordon Hayward paid his dues, and now he's a free agent and became an all-star and deserves it. If he was not playing well, you would have shipped, wanted to ship him out. Yeah. But when we do what's best for us, we're cowardly or a traitor. Just do what you feel is best for your profession and your family and your happiness. And continue to hashtag strive for greatness, and then there's a little picture of a rocket ship. At the end, and this is probably pretty something that bothers LeBron because well, he kind of, that that face started with LeBron leaving Cleveland. Oh yeah, with the burn. Now, here's what I don't understand: Burning Isaiah, he got traded. He didn't ask to be traded. He, what is Isaiah Thomas supposed to do? You get traded and then you burn the jersey. Well, I'm sorry, it's not like I had a choice. That's ridiculous. You're burning a jersey for a guy who gets traded. What's he supposed to do now, LeBron? Although, I don't understand burning the jersey and don't agree with it. Uh, that was a pretty big hose job to Cleveland and, and the Cavs. So if you jerk people around like LeBron did in the decision, I could see people getting upset. If you just leave in free agency, that's why it's there. It's free agency. It's collectively bargained. You can leave. You benefit and you feel the hurt from free agency. That's what happens. For Isaiah Thomas, Jersey to be burned for him for being traded. That's insane. How does that make any sense at all? That's from uh, LeBron James. It's National Waffle Day and LeBron James tweeting out. Let's get a final result on our Twitter poll questions here, guys. At TSN 1050 Radio, at AndyMC81. And we had a three-parter. The first one was... In regards to the Maple Leafs, 
And it was, which Leafs secondary score outside of Matthews and Marner will have the biggest season for the Maple Leafs? Nylander, JVR, Marlowe, or Kadri? And Nylander running away with it, 74%. I voted Kadri. I think dude scored over 30 goals. He's 26. He's in his prime. Nylander has not hit his prime yet. Still learning the league. I think Kadri is poised. Marlowe is the wild card. And JVR... I think we kind of know what JVR is, so I don't. I think he'll be, if healthy, he'll be very good, but I don't think he'll be leading the way out of those four. But Nylander leading the way at seventy four percent. That's what that's what you voted, right, Joe? You voted Nylander, right? Yeah, I did vote Nylander just because he'll be on the line with Matthews, and you saw his progression late in the season. I think he'll yeah. come off that pretty hot. But facing top tier talent opposite him, that's where it's that's where the question comes in. When he gets matched up. And ultimately, JVR should be a 30-goal scorer like he always is. But I think the question around him is, will JVR be a Leaf much longer? Will he be a Leaf throughout the season? We still don't know. There's still no. a couple you know, a couple weeks left in this summer to see what the Leafs will do with a player like JVR. And then how Marlowe's going to be used is also an interesting storyline. So Nylander leading the way. I think it's going to be Kadri. He's an outscore. You can record that and throw it in my face if I'm wrong. The other poll question at TSN 1050 Radio at AndyMC81, which NFL team that has missed the playoffs last season will make it this season? Happens every year. So which team's going to make it who missed it? The Titans, the Panthers, the Broncos, or the Cardinals? Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton leading the way. Lots of hype behind Christian McCaffrey. To a lesser extent, Curtis Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel could be a dark horse to actually be a real contributor on that team. Very similar skill set to McCaffrey out of Ohio State. So the Panthers lead the way. Broncos are in second at 22%. Titans, Scrizzy's Titans are third. Narrowly third. Bunch of haters. I think the Titans are right up Marcus there. Marcus Marigoda? Come on oh, now. stop it. And then the Cardinals at 18%. I'm voting Cardinals. They were, big things were expected out of them last year. Injury bug hit. One more year for Carson Palmer. Runs that Bruce Arians offense to perfection. They got a lot of weapons. But the public say Panthers. And then... The last one for the day was, which belt would you rather have? The money belt created by Mayweather and McGregor. The WBC money belt has Italian crocodile, tons of gold, 3,000 plus diamonds, or the million dollar man Ted DiBiase's belt from the WWF in the 80s. Which one would you rather have? We've had it go both ways. I'd say the million dollar man belt, because it's literally dollar signs with diamonds. Anyway. That'll do it for me. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Mike Hogan coming up next. Jay's play in a little bit as well. Tampa Bay. Tom Kohler, folks. 7.92 ERA. Get ready. So for producer Joe Narsen, Mike Skrzniak, I'm Andy McNamara. Hogie's up next. You've been listening to Toronto Today on TSN 1050.